ungodly soul ties. And I want to read to you um, something that I got off of a website called The Moral Revolution. Listen very carefully. Sex is tridimensional experience, spirit, soul, and body. Anytime you have sex with a person, you bond with them. Dr. Daniel Amen writes in the book, Change Your Brain and Change Your Life. Whenever a person is sexually involved with another person, neurochemical changes occur in both their brain that encourage limbic emotional bonding. Limbic bonding is the reason casual sex doesn't really work for the most, most of the people on a whole mind and body level. Two people may decide we're going to have sex just for the fun of it, yet something is occurring on another level that they might not have decided on at all. Sex is enhancing an emotional bond between them whether they want it or not. One person, often the woman, is bound to form an attachment and will be hurt when the casual affair ends. One reason is it's usually the woman who is hurt most is because the female limbic system is larger than the male's. This is what we call soul ties. Sex is like gluing two pieces of wood together and the next day ripping them apart. Of course, wood from the opposite board remains on each board. A piece of your sex partner, the good, the bad, and the ugly stays with you and vice versa. And for the rest of your life, you can only imagine what it looks like when you bond with multiple partners and the ramifications of, a, of having partners that you create a lifelong bond through sexual encounters, but with whom you only have a short time relationship with. The bond, a soul tie, remains long after the relationship is over, leaving both sexual partners longing for wholeness. So a soul tie is this. It's like taking these two pieces of wood that are kind of stuck together and you, you come together and it's, and it's hot and it's steamy. And, and you're releasing all kinds of endorphins and you think that you're in love, but then something happened and the relationship is over. And I don't know if you can see this, but there is a piece of the other piece of wood on each piece, meaning that when it's ripped apart in toxic relationships, this is what happens. They get ripped apart and neither piece is ever the same again. You literally carry a piece of that person with you until that soul tie is broken. Okay, let's handle it. Now, a soul tie, write this down. It is being attached to another person emotionally or mentally, specifically after intimacy. This is not a spirit tie, okay? Now, I was on the internet. I know that there are some people that don't believe in, in, in soul ties because they say, well, my spirit is with Jesus. You're right. Your spirit man is intertwined with Jesus as a believer, but not your soul. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Now, those of us who we have history of counseling, we understand that when people come and they're in bondage, they're, they're in a relationship that they wish they could get out of. They feel like that person is with them all the time. It is what we call a soul tie. There is emotional and mental bondage that's there. All right. Now, your soul is your mind, your will, your emotions. All right. And so the principle is very, is very simple. So the Bible does not say the term soul tie. You will not be able to Google this and find this in the Bible, but you will see the principle. Um, part of where you see the principle, of course, is with not being equally yoked together with unbelievers. So that yoking is a bondage. Second Corinthians 614. The Bible says that David and Jonathan, their souls were knit together and they became one soul. Now, this was a friendship. So that lets us know 
that soul ties don't just have to be sexual. Soul ties are anything that you are tied to emotionally and mentally. And some soul ties actually can be good. Like me and Tabitha, we've been married for 21 years and we have a healthy soul tie. Praise God for that. That we are tied to each other financially, mentally, emotionally, <laughs> in every area that we possibly can be. And I don't want nobody to break it until we go home to be with the Lord. Amen. All right. And so you can have a soul tie with a, a lifelong friend. And hopefully if it's a good friendship, that's an okay soul tie. I believe there's even a soul tie that you have with your church. Come on, you shouldn't be able to jump from church to church just because somebody says something or they didn't do what you like. Come on, my kids were baptized there. I was married there. I got counseling there. God did this to, for me in that church. He encouraged me. I didn't know who I was. And now my, mentally and emotionally, I'm all in. I'm not looking. People used to invite me to, to their church, especially when I was in D.C. Hey, will you come to my church? No, I'm completely satisfied in my church. Uh, you do what you do on Sunday. I don't want to go visit. I don't want to miss one thing that's happening in my my church. I don't want to miss one word that my pastor is saying. I'm mentally and emotionally there. I think that's okay. But I think it's a problem when we have sexual relationships with people that are no longer in our lives, but we carry them with them into every new relationship. And so seven signs that you have an unhealthy soul tie. If you're ready, say I'm ready. You're in a relationship with a person and you feel so attached to them that you refuse to cut off the connection and set boundaries might be a soul tie you've left a relationship maybe long ago but you think about the other person obsessively and you can't get them out your mind you might have a soul tie whenever you do anything make a decision have a conversation with somebody you feel like this person is with you or watching over you you might have a demon and we want to cast it out in Jesus name <laughs> Number four, when you have sex with somebody else, hopefully your husband or wife, and you can hardly keep yourself from visualizing the other person, you might have a soul tie. You take on the negative traits of the person that your soul is tied to. You carry their offenses, whether you actually agree with them or not. You defend your right to stay in a relationship with the person that your soul is tied to, even though it's negatively affecting you or destroying important relationships in your life, i.e. husband, wife, kids, leadership. And last but not least, you're in a new relationship, but you find yourself comparing your old relationship to your new one. And you really would love to go back, but you can't. This message is for, for us today. I laid a big foundation because I really want us to know, I believe faith springs forth from information. Here's the thing. If you're here today, if you're watching this online, it's because God has freedom ready for you. He has healing ready for you. If you're anything like me, I have soul tie after soul tie after soul tie from pornography to sexual immorality. Thank God that the power of the Holy Spirit can separate my sin as far as the east is from the west and he can give you a new beginning today if God has done that for me and he's done that for many of us he wants to do it for you how, how, how can it happen well I think the first thing you should do is you got to admit hey yeah this is a problem for me I have a soul tie okay then I think you need to do a clean sweep what does that mean you should go home and you need to throw away every gift that that person has given you you know any any ungodly tie you might want to delete them off of social media because right now you're still stalking i mean checking on them 
I think you need to come to the place where you allow yourself to move on. Come on, somebody. I'm preaching better than you saying amen. It's okay to burn that teddy bear he gave you at the amusement park. You know, it's okay. Whatever it is that has a tie on you, this is a spiritual thing, guys. You need to seek deliverance. I believe that 90% of our deliverance, or the majority, let me just say that, of deliverance happens just because you sit under the word, you read the word, and you do it. All the stories that Tabitha and I tell of overcoming a bad marriage and um, depression and oppression and addiction and all those things, it wasn't because anybody laid hands on us necessarily or because we went through counseling, we read the Bible and we did it. But then there's some things that you have a hard time getting over where you need somebody's help and we want to lay hands on you. We want the power of God to fall on you so you can find freedom. Or if you need natural counseling, you can get freedom there as well. And I say that because I don't want people depending upon, I need somebody to pray for me. Pray for yourself first. And if praying for yourself don't work, come on here. We're going to pray for you and we're going to get this thing on. But we need to seek deliverance. All right? We also need to renounce the behavior in any vows that we have made. I will never love nobody like you. 20 years later, go and take that back. I'm sorry, Lord, that I said that, I rebuke that, and I take that vow back in the name of Jesus. Whatever vow you have made, you need to go back and you need to renounce those commitments and those vows. And last but not least, we need to repent to God for any sexual immorality and recommit our bodies back to the Lord. 